Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Lisa Schirmerhorn, who has over 20 years of experience as a transformational leader. She is an expert in human behavior, leadership, and personal development. She is also an award-winning speaker and has spoken and emceed at Harvard and Columbia Universities. As co-founder of the Center for Next Level Performance, she is trained as a why coach, helping people discover their why and purpose. In today's episode, we talk about her best-selling book, In Every Belief is a Lie. This book gives you the tools to identify the lies you believe that hold you back, and it gives you the tools to overcome any obstacle you may face. Welcome to Lifeology. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I am excited about this. Uh, my viewers and listeners obviously don't know this, but I got to meet you a few months ago at Blue Talks. So our good friend, Corey Poirier, who's been on my show several times, he has a wonderful program for individuals who uh, want to be able to speak. He teaches them multiple things and to help people get on TED Talks, but also to be able to talk about certain topics that TED Talks may not approve of, but also are just as beneficial as well. So if anyone's interested in that, go to bluetalks.com, that's B-L-U talks.com, and tell them that you heard about Corey Perrier and Blue Talks from my show with James Miller, Lifeology. Lisa, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. I, I didn't get a chance to hear you speak, but I've heard wonderful things about it. How did you get into this transformational space? Well, um, you know, sometimes we get we get pulled in kicking and screaming. So uh, my <laughs> mine was about 20 years ago. Well, you know, going back to when I talk about it, every belief is a lie. As as a young child, I had undiagnosed learning disabilities. So I oh, was in kindergarten and everyone could read, could write, could do their math. And I was lost. And mm. so I grew up thinking that I was stupid. I spent every yeah. summer in summer school, gave my power away to everyone and anything that I thought um, had more power than I did, that, that, that knew more than I did, which is, was pretty much everyone. And by the time I was about 38, um, I had a nervous breakdown. I didn't understand oh, my gosh, purpose. I didn't understand why mm -hmm. I was here. I became suicidal. Um, I just didn't want to be here anymore. I was going to conventional therapy two to three times a week and nothing was helping me. And mm -hmm. someone suggest a suggested a hypnotist, and I was like, don't they make you quack like a duck? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was desperate, so I tried it, and I realized that 
how quickly they were able to help me get to the root cause of my issues so fast and started clearing things out. And I said to myself, I want to do this and help others. And I went on to train to become a hypnotherapist, um, master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming, and a lot of metaphysical techniques that Mm -hmm. took me around the world that I kind of a la carte. I took little bits of everything and kind of made it Mm -hmm. my own, very eclectic group. But I I sought to become the person I was seeking 20 years ago. So that mm. I didn't have to go on that same, they, someone doesn't have to go on that same journey um, yeah. of going from person to person. And um, sure. it's been an extraordinary journey and um, I'm very grateful for it now. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to do it At again. the time, we don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know, it's funny. I always tell people like our life is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. And my, my viewers and listeners here that hear me say this all the time. So every event we go through is like a little jigsaw puzzle piece. So you were diagnosed, you're undiagnosed with a learning disorder till later. Uh, you gave your power away. You, all these things happened. And, and, but all those pieces, when we link together, create who you are today. Obviously, right. you love many aspects of who you are today. So you couldn't be who you are today unless you went through those. So just like every event, it becomes too overwhelming and we isolate that event. It makes no sense. But when you find how it connected to another level or another thread, another piece, puzzle piece, if you will, it, you can see, ah, retrospectively, now it makes sense. As you said, we don't want to go through it again, but it allowed us to be the person we are today. I have a question I always want to ask. I always like to ask people, what's different about you and what's the same versus the younger version versus today? What's different and the same? Um, what's the same is my curiosity. Like I, ch- and challenge, like I like to be different. I like to do everything differently. Mm-hmm. I, if, if someone ever called me normal, I think I'd be insulted. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the reason is average. But I'm like, I'm not average. <laughs> I'm always pushing limits. Um, yeah. And, and what's the same is my heart. Um, mm-hmm. My great love of others and wanting to be of help to others. Um, it, there was too much of that, no boundaries when I was younger. Um, sure. so I had to learn to put boundaries around that, but, um, yeah, this, this intense desire, um, to do something that's different, that, that, um, that works differently. Yeah. And that also gets into my why, which, um, you mentioned about being a why coach. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, before we do it, let's talk, let's talk about your program first, not your program, your, your coaching. I'm going to talk about that. And then I want to go into the why and talk about your book as well. Tell me more about your co-founder of this company. Tell us more about it. Yeah. The center for next level performance. I have a business partner, Kevin Martin, and we both have similar backgrounds. And one of the things that we found really powerful is that people um, get stuck on these hamster wheels doing the same thing over and over again. And what they don't realize is that a lot of those belief systems start when we're very young. Mm -hmm. They start from these belief systems, these programming, the programming that comes in. Dr. Bruce Lipton likes to talk about the fact that we're fully programmed by the time we're seven years old. I don't know that I believe that, but we, (laughs) we get programmed by our socioeconomic status. You know, that alone has a huge impact if there's scarcity uh, or lots of money, however your family decided to deal mm-hmm. with that. 
you also that your geographical area what your culture yeah. is because some cultures are all about education some are get to work as soon as possible and help the family mm -hmm. so we are impacted by so many things and the other thing we are impacted by is epigenetics we inherit yes. belief systems mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. and they've done studies with mice to show that um, every time they smelled a particular smell, they would mm -hmm. get shocked. And their yes. grandpups went on to just from the smell would run. Yes. So we can carry belief systems that aren't ours, as well as the trauma and belief systems and programming from our life. And then how do we access them? Because yeah. we don't have awareness. They're unconscious most of the yes. time. So the yes. work I do helps people access those unconscious belief systems. We bring it up and look at it, say hello to it, thank it, release it, and let it mm -hmm. go. And then yes. what do you wish you could have instead? What can we replace this with? It's like putting a new set of glasses on to see the world from a reframe, from a different perspective. And, and I like to say it's like time travel for your emotions. Because you can't change what happened, but you can change the Correct. way you feel about it. Correct. And when you go into a place of gratitude and, and the gifts that come from something instead of victim mode, um, it changed your whole perception on the world. In psychology, we have what's called radical acceptance, which is sums up what you just said. So radical acceptance is you take the facts as they are. It doesn't mean you like it. It doesn't mean it, puts, it lets anybody off the hook. It just means these are the facts. And I can choose to sit with these facts and live in misery, or I can choose to sit with these facts and do something about it. What are my options? And so it allows for what we call dialectics. Fancy word says that means two opposing things can exist at the same time. For example, I am at a funeral and I'm really sad because someone passed away. But yet as I'm really sad, I think about a happy moment and I start to laugh and I have joy but yet I'm still sad. So the dialectic, it's a great way to help people understand that the complexity of the emotions that we have are so great that it's not, I can only feel this or that. So when you sit with that trauma or whatever it is you've experienced, right. yes, it's still painful and you can still be empowered. Both are true. And it sounds like that's great work that you guys do as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, doing the work, especially the epigenetics work was so mm -hmm. amazing, um, especially what was really interesting in working with indigenous people, mm -hmm. because indigenous people, because of their abuse over centuries, yes. and a lot of them wouldn't look me in the eye. And oh, uh, I was working with mm -hmm. someone out of Mexico who had Mayan and Aztec DNA in him, and he's mm -hmm. had this terrible time with his self-esteem. So we went back 10 generations to clear oh, out wow. His, wow. his issues around self-esteem. And what's interesting is you don't have to know who those people are. Of you don't need to know who your great, 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 great grandparent is. But you on some level, uh, on an unconscious level, know who they are and you can mm -hmm. have a healing mm -hmm. and go through the generations. It's yeah. pretty extraordinary. That is, that's, I, epigenetics is something that's really important. So we come from a genetic aspect as well. So sometimes an epigenetics can be later on in life, one of those genes, if you will, are quote, turned on. And so that's where sometimes people are like, oh, how did I, where did this come from? For example, if someone starts to bald, well, where did that come from? Well, the epigenetic aspect of it, it was quote, turned on, and therefore you're starting to, to lose some of your hair. I wanted to transition to your book, um, Every Belief is a Lie. And in that, it's, it's quite interesting. So the, my viewers who are watching this, you can see this right now. I don't know if you probably knew this. I learned this when I was on my show a couple of years ago, this, this person told me that in the word belief, if you look at the antonym, the opposite of that in the English dictionary, the opposite of belief is lie. 
And so it's interesting because first off, you said yeah. lie is actually in belief. But yeah, from, yeah. The, from the English language, the antonym of belief is actually lie. So I'm really excited to hear how you help people recognize those thinking errors and how it stops them from becoming the person that they were destined to be. Right. So, so we want to look at the lies. Anything that creates negativity, fear, anxiety, those are all negative belief systems. Mm -hmm. So we want to take a look at them. And then what happens is every time we have a thought, we have these neuropeptides that go throughout our body and then mm -hmm. connect to ourselves. So there's a lot of somatic work that it's called where it's connected mm -hmm. at a cellular level. So I use a technique called the Sedona method, also known as the emotional oh, release method. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you identify if you close your eyes and you think about a particular incident that, and you feel it in your physical body. And it's a very simple technique of should I let it go? Yes. Could I let it go? Yes. When now? You repeat it over and over again. You give it a number from zero to 10 and you can literally feel those numbers go down. The idea is to get to neutral because when you're neutral, your emotions aren't driving you anymore. You can see it as an adult fully grounded and see what's really happening. And suddenly the way you see it changes. Yeah. And um, it's a very powerful technique. And another thing that I use a lot is forgiveness work. Mm, Forgiveness creates miracles. And um, Dr. Joe Vitale talks a lot about, um, he wrote a book called Zero Limits. And um, mm -hmm. in his book, he talks about a process called the Ho'oponopono, which is an ancient Hawaiian forgiveness yes. prayer. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I use that with almost all of my clients when I did it for myself, because I tried to write this book for 10 years. And I made a list of all of my negative beliefs and I started releasing, but I realized I needed to forgive myself. And yeah. I had some other people in my life that I needed to forgive. As soon as I did that, the entire book literally poured through me. Mm. Wow. Is that when That's you amazing. spend 60, 70 to 80% of your thoughts unconsciously on being resentful, angry, mm. insecure, any of those things, how much is left for you? Yeah. When when I cleared that out, it was like this incredible experience of allowing all of this information to come through me. And then I'd be reading it and go, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. It's amazing, isn't it? In psychology, we also teach, I want to really corroborate what you're saying. So in psychology, we teach that whatever you think about determines what you feel. What you feel determines what you do or how your body responds. So there's the, our conscious thought, for example, right now I'm talking to you and I'm being mindful of what, what's, I, what, is going on, but there's other elements in my subconscious that's happening. That's it's influencing me. So if I think I'm hundred percent concentrated here, well, we know it's not true because there's always underlying aspects of that. So when you're, when you're talking about this, so my thoughts create my emotions, my emotions are the representation of how my body is going to uh, experience it. And then my body then either creates these neuropeptides or it creates dopamine, serotonin or whatever it might be, or it allows me just to have a, a great conversation or I have a really bad conversation, whatever it might look like. And so what's really neat to hear that you talk about that is you help people identify that either from the conscious aspect or the subconscious mind, 
And then from there, how it relates to their emotions. So that's how uh, negative self-esteem and all that can be expressed. And then the, not being able to look at someone, that is the expression of low self-esteem based off of what they've experienced. And so it's really important to understand that component just so we understand the framework of it. And then you do all the work that actually helps people. In psychology, we also have what's called, they're called cognitive distortions, fancy term that basically means a thinking error. There's actually 15 common thinking errors. And just like you're talking about the lens, it's so funny you talk about that, Lisa. I talk about that too. So these thinking errors or these lies are the ways in which you, it changes how you think. In other words, I put the lens on, all of a sudden my thoughts have this version, this lens, then changes my emotions, my emotions then change my response. So you teach people how to remove that lens. So therefore they see it as it is, kind of like a diamond has so many facets. You just turn the diamond just a little bit and you get a different perception about it which then changes people's mood, which then changes how they show up in the world. So that's a long winded thing of what I just said, wow. but I really want to corroborate your work. You do so, so great with that. But I want to also help people understand it from this framework. So therefore, when they read your stuff, like, ah, yeah, this really makes much more sense. But once again, congratulations on your book. To be able to read something post-inspiration sometimes can be very humbling. How was that for you? From the standpoint of reading, reading my own book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, it was interesting because as I went through the process, it was pouring through me, and hmm. you know, the hardest part for me was when do you know to hit send? When is it done? Yeah. It's like a piece of yeah. art, and it's like birthing a child, and that was very terrifying for me. And then mm -hmm. finally having to release all that and then going through it. And I put a lot of my own personal stories in there. And mm. that was also very, you know, raw and very vulnerable yeah. in there. Um, I also made sure because my ex-husband, we were married for 29 years. I, I made this as a, even though we had a contentious divorce, I made sure that I wanted him honored in this book because he was a huge mm. part of my life and a huge part of who I am today. And, and um, it was a huge part of the healing process that we are now starting to become friends. Oh, that's wonderful. That it's wonderful. really beautiful. So it was very cathartic. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I tell people, even if you choose not to even put it out in the world, just writing your story and looking at it, and you'll know when you're ready, when you go from a place of writing it from the sense of a victim to being empowered. That empowerment, yes. The empowerment, because you, you want to uplift people. If you're yes. down in that the muck in the mire, then you know there's more work to do. Because no mm -hmm. one wants to read about that. <laughs> we don't. We, right, have yeah. own, we have our own stuff. <laughs> We're in our own stuff. I don't want to read what someone else's. I know. <laughs> in the same way. Totally the same way. I mean, it's funny. I, I will watch some TV shows. And I'm like, oh, it's so sad. And then when I realize how sad it is, I'm like, I don't really want to interpret this. So I'm like, it's a great story, but I'm going to put that aside because I have my own stuff I have to deal with. And as we said earlier, though, you know, you think of life, we only have so many quote, energy points a day. So if I, if I were to say to you, Lisa, I'm going to give you a hundred energy dollars. How do you spend it? And so throughout the day. And so sometimes individuals will be bankrupt at noon because they put so much energy into things that just really don't serve them. So you, you do great work as far as helping people really focus on what matters, what's truth and what's that lie using those energy dollars on that truth to become the person that you want to become. I love that energy dollars. Yeah. I used up a lot of mine yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I think I know different. I sometimes get a little bankrupt too. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, James, you know, <laughs> listen to what you teach. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to go back and reframe that. <laughs> That's funny. Now, when it comes to this book as well, so everything is everything um, and every belief is a lie. You've done great work with that. How do you then take your work and translate it to the next level for you, the next evolution for you, Lisa? Right. So that was the part of, of, all right, I, I know everything I don't want to be. So a yeah, lot of the process is, is going through the healing process. Mm -hmm. But then when you start to get to the other side, it's like, okay, who am I? Mm. Right. And I always, I always say, I learned the greatest gifts of who I am by figuring out who I wasn't. Right. Uh, well, and I lived in a town that I didn't share the same values where I realized what my values were. Mm. But becoming, someone had given me this why test from the Y Institute. And I took this test oh. and it was like my head exploded because I waited my whole life for this information. And it oh, seems goodness. really simple, but mm -hmm. I will tell you the way it changed my life was because that little girl who thought she was stupid, who was going to school, I didn't fit in. I didn't learn that way. Mm. I found out that my why is challenge. I challenge conventional thinking and I think outside the box. I like that. When I discovered that about myself, I realized that I just didn't fit in in the conventional schools mm -hmm. where you had to memorize information and regurgitate it. I'm an experiential learner. I would have done better maybe in a Montessori school Montessori, or some sure. other different form of, of education. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I actually have a very high level of EQ. Mm -hmm. I just don't put it, don't put a, um, an IQ test in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we know, intelligence. <laughs> as we know, intelligence is not necessarily education. Intelligence is just common sense. I mean, there's so many different aspects right. of that. And as we know, unfortunately, for some standardized tests, they're a little, they're geared towards certain individuals and not the holistic right. aspect. But there are, I believe there are eight different levels of what intelligence is. So if you don't fall into the quote IQ part that the school says, the scholastic right. stuff, there's so many other versions of, of intelligence. So just like you, you realize, wow, I am a brilliant person and it just may not be in that, that realm. So for all of you who are also going through this as well, I encourage you to look up the different forms of intelligence and you'll yeah, see. Dr. Howard Gardner, mm -hmm. Dr. Mm -hmm. Howard Gardner who was a professor at Harvard, wrote a book, the nine different types of intelligence. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yes. you're right on. That's amazing. And, this, yeah, and so, that was a great book for me. Yeah. Yes. And it's just really empowering. And, and I, what I really like about what you're saying as well is when you can put a name to something, okay, this is a lie. Yes. This is a belief. Yeah. This is truth. Or this is, you know, um, low self-esteem, whatever it is, when you can really identify what it is and put a name to it, then you know what you're dealing with. But when we have so much that's going on and we're just too overwhelmed, we don't know that every, there's nothing new under the sun. We have We've experienced this, someone else has experienced this. So there's information about it. Specifically now, there's so much we can find online. But when you put a name to it, 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 it depowers or takes away that power of that exactly. label because it's just simply a label. Now you know what it is. Now you know how to conquer it. Right. Because when you're different, you get bullied. So as a child, mm -hmm. when you're different and you think differently and you are different, you're misunderstood. So mm -hmm. I always thought of myself as kind of an outlier. And when I realized right. that that was my gift. So mm -hmm. becoming all, you know, learning that why about myself really empowered me. And then we have something called the why operating system. So there's a how mm -hmm. and a what. So my why is the emotion behind everything. Mm -hmm. And if you so, have a business, you want to use your why operating system in your branding, because 
that's where people purchase from is the limbic brain is part of your why where the emotional part of your decision making comes from now my how is better way so i'm always looking for a better way and sharing it my what is the ability to make sense out of complicated situations and problems Mm. so i'm different i'm better and i'm a problem solver so if you want something like that, that's what I offer. And those are the people that's who amazing. I speak to. And so it's very concise and yeah. there's nine of them. And, and I had a client who had the why of simplify and he had a lot of shame around it because he had this idea that he worked with all these engineers and he would get these five page, you know, emails. He responded in four bullet points and he's like, how do I charge for that? I said, you're not charging hourly. You're charging for your wisdom and taking this into, you know, the public domain Mm -hmm. where people Mm -hmm. need to learn to understand this in layman's terms. Yeah, it's a beautiful gift. He owned that. So we have so many, and it's also how to communicate. So if I knew your why, Mm -hmm. then I know the the type of language to use with you. It's unbelievable for sales and teams. Because then you want to make sure you have the right assortment of the type of people and you promote people into the positions where they are very excited and, and, you know, to be there instead of promoting someone into a position where they're miserable because it's not the right why. That's fascinating. I've never, I didn't realize there are that many whys and I love how you broke that down. You simplified it for me as well. So I'm very, very we're grateful for that. So I, I'm looking forward to really endorsing your book and, and having people be connected with you. Unfortunately, our time is up. We literally flew by. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. <laughs> if I'm here, I just want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book and every belief is a lie as well as work with you. Lisa Schmier. Let me say that again. <laughs> so we're done. Lisa Schmierhorn. <laughs> Let me you say that again. said it the first two times better I than know. I did the first time. <laughs> but um, believe me, yeah, I've, so heard, really- I've heard a lot. So anyway, um, it's Center for Next Level Performance um, Coaching. It's cnlpcoaching.com. And you can find my book on Amazon at, um, and Every Belief is a Lie. And um, I offer free consultations. Please reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Um, this is my passion. And uh, yes. I, I look forward to hearing from your viewers. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for all your wisdom. We truly appreciate that. If your li- viewers and listeners also know if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll connect you with Lisa Shermerhorn. Got it right. <laughs> and her book and all of her information. Like I said, I highly endorse her. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.